for the prophets of Baal to get Baal to call down fire from heaven. Um, so what's going to happen when Elijah does it? That's the question. So 30 to 40. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him, and he prepared the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. So with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> and he made a trench around the altar, large enough to hold two measures of seed. Then he arranged the wood and the ox or wood and cut the ox in pieces and laid it on the wood. And he said, Fill four pitchers with water and pour it on the burnt offering and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time. And the water flowed around the altar. And he also filled the trench with water. And it came about at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, O Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, that this people may know that thou, O Lord, art God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them. And Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Wow. That was really something, wasn't it? You get the twelve stones, you get the animal on it, dig the trench around it, and then put uh, four pitchers of water three times. Uh, dousing, drenching, you know, practically drowning the sacrifice, filling up the trench. Uh, why did he do it that way? Remove all doubt. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, he's stacking the deck against God. You know, and when God is able to burn up the sacrifice under these conditions, it just shows you how great God's power really is. You know, the Israelites knew that stuff didn't burn. You know, water didn't burn. So it, it just makes it, you know, even more an opportunity for God. God loves to come in under the worst of odds. And, uh, you know, do you, what do you think about Elijah's prayer and just his manner here? How did it compare with the uh, the false prophets? He was a lot calmer. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? You know, you don't have him jumping around and hollering and screaming and cutting himself and all that. Uh, I reckon he didn't need to. I mean, he prays a rather simple, plain, calm prayer, and immediately the fire of the Lord fell consumed the offering, the wood, the stones, the dust, and the water in the trench. <laughs> you know, that's a very definitive answer. You know, and there's a scorched smoking spot on the ground now to show that uh, the true God is the God of heaven. Um, you know, he didn't need to uh, bleed half to death to get God's attention. <laughs> Comments and thoughts? Cool story, isn't it? 
So the prophets of Baal wouldn't have been hard to catch because most of them were already injured. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, they were already suffering uh, anemia. <laughs> Probably would have cut down their uh, how long they could have run before they gave out. It is a little, I don't know, it seems a little odd that they obviously take the prophets of Baal and kill all them, but most of the people were agreeing with the prophets of Baal before this, you know, this uh, challenge, you know, so it's like, they, you know, even they may have believed, but yet he killed all the prophets of Baal. Well, probably should have added a few thousand more people. Yeah, you know, I mean, it kind of reminds you of what Elijah himself had said back in verse 21. How long will you hesitate between two opinions? You know, you guys need to make up your mind. You've got your one foot in both camps. And it was time for them to decide who do you really say the real God is. And, you know, they should have known already. But this, man, if this wouldn't convince you, what would? All right, 41 to 46. Now Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is sound of a roar of a heavy shower. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he crouched down on the earth and put his face between his knees. He said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. He went and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go back seven times. It came about at the seventh time that he said, Behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And he said, Go up, say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down, so that the heavy shower does not stop you. In a little while the sky grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a heavy shower. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and outran Ahab to Jezreel. Well, I guess that kind of leaves Ahab alone, doesn't it? No uh, false prophets uh, to uh, bolster his standing since they were all uh, taken and, and slain. And uh, Elijah says to Ahab, you'd better go. Uh, there's uh, there's going to be a strong storm. What's so unusual about that? It had been a while. It had been. How long a while had it been? <laughs> three and a half years. Three, three and a half years. So that's real news. And uh, Elijah has his servants go and look toward the sea seven times before he finally sees a small cloud. And that's the sign. The rain's on its way. And uh, there's, a, there's a downpour. <laughs> and uh, Ahab actually outrun, or Elijah out, actually outruns Ahab to Jezreel, which is, you know, kind of their capital palace, whatever. Uh, though it's kind of a part-time palace because they had Samaria as well. All right, comments or questions on uh, on that? Is there a reason why it rains at this point and not at some other time in Elijah's story? They just defeated Baal, the god of the rain. Yes, and... I mean, why has God made it, uh, given them a drought? It's because of their idolatry. Well, when they kill the prophets of Baal, then that's taking a stand for God and against the idols. So I think that's when God withdraws that curse of the covenant. 
You know, they've turned against the idol worshipers, and so God is able to send the rain now. I suspect that there's that connection. Other thoughts? Why is he going to Jezreel? That's where Ahab and Jezebel are. Does he uh, think that he can hook up with them and lead a great religious revival or something like that? You know, I mean, I, I suspect he has pretty great expectations. I mean, we've killed the prophets of Baal. If we could get Ahab and Jezebel on board, we'll, we'll lead the whole nation back to God. I'm just guessing, especially from his reaction to Jezebel's reaction. Uh, I, maybe not. Maybe there's something else in this. Some of these things that, you know, the Lord does just seem, we don't, it seems odd. You know, why did God cause him to be able to outrun Ahab back to Jezreel? And we don't even know why he was going there or what was, right. <laughs> you know, we don't know that there's some significance to that, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, it puts him where Jezebel can find him to issue the uh, death warning, but uh, I don't know what Elijah's purpose in it was. But he, he could have walked. <laughs> well, the storm's coming. I don't know if that's part of it or not. I don't know. It just didn't seem that urgent that he get there that quick. Right, right. I don't know. Any, any good thoughts on that? <laughs> any bad thoughts on that? <laughs> all right. Well, how about 19, 1 to 8? Now Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so may the God be to me, and even more, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. 